Girls, where we more took you around the world in two minutes and brought you back here on Hard Facts. I am Sandra Ezekwasili. We're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Uh, you can also watch on YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. Who can get SARS under control? I'm asking this question because over and over, whenever Nigerians get very frustrated and start shouting SARS brutality, we have government officials speaking up as well and condemning it. But still, it continues. So if the government has also had enough of SARS brutality, how are they not able to stop it? Here's our big hard fact for today. The federal government has taken SARS off the streets or promised to reform them four times in the last five years. In 2015, 2018, 2019 and this weekend. The federal government has taken SARS off the streets or promised to reform them four times in the last five years. In 2015, in 2018, 2019 and this weekend. And yet, we still have SARS allegedly harassing Nigerians. I say still because we're even getting reports of it happening today. One day after the IG took them off the streets. If you go on Twitter, you still are going to see multiple pictures taken today of SARS on the streets in various cities. Benin, Port Harcourt, Lagos. During the big weekend, I gave you stories of people allegedly attacked by SARS yesterday and today. So it seems to be ongoing. Now, speaking of personal stories, I've been telling you since we started today's show that I'm going to have two guests. Um who experienced uh, their own harassment at the hands of operatives. I have two men who were victimized by SARS operatives last month. They graciously agreed to come and tell us their story right here on Hard Facts. My first guest is Tobe. Welcome to Hard Facts. Thank you very much. And my second guest is Chidera. Chidera, welcome to Hard Facts. Thank you very much. Uh, if you are watching on Facebook, uh, Nigeria Info 99.3 is the page. YouTube, Nigeria Info FM Lagos. I want to hear from you as well. I want to hear your SARS story. Have you ever been stopped by SARS? Where were you harassed? When did it happen? Why did it happen? Do you even know? What did they do? What did they want? Were you extorted? Were they wearing uniforms? Was there a way to identify them? Why do you think they keep getting banned from the streets only to return? And what do you think should be the permanent solution to this problem? Now, uh, Tobe, you guys were together when this incident happened, right? Yes. Tell us how it all started. So it started when we booked a ride from Okota going to Yaba to, um, to pick up some deliveries that we had to do for Daddy the brand. That's a clothing brand. When we got stopped around the canopy area before, right, just right before Tejo Show Markets by ununiformed men who claimed to be SARS. Hmm. And after further investigation of me asking them questions or at least showing me a proof of ID to actually be sure you guys are SARS, hmm. they, they refused to show me anything. Hmm. Then my friend was sleeping in the car, hmm. that is um, Jidera. Mm-hmm. So I turned, when I turned around to wake him up, I noticed that the boat driver had opened the door. And I looked at him and asked him, why did you open the door? Because these guys showed no idea or proof of being SARS. They're hmm. all in like mufti, like casual wear. So how are you sure these guys are actually SARS? Hmm. He acted like he didn't hear me. Like he just kept quiet and just kept looking straight. The men got in, one sat in front and one sat at the back. Hmm. Then the one in front told the Uber guy, the boat driver, sorry, to hmm. keep driving. That is Mr. Adeleke. He told him mm. to keep driving. That's and we got towards a uh, Musala Muhammad Way. That's along um, where you have the Methodist Baptist girl, Methodist High School. Okay. So we parked on a, a BRT bus park. Okay. Then he asked for our phones, asked us to give him our phones, and we complied because I, I didn't want the matter to ex- escalate mm. like that because this the guy, SARS operative. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who didn't see actually show us any proof of ID to actually be SARS. Mm. After giving him our phones, he went through our phones, checked everything. He saw my business website. He saw my, um, he checked my WhatsApp message. What do you do? I own a brand. I'm the CEO and founder of Daddy the Brand. That's a clothing brand. Okay. So after checking our phones, he found nothing. He kept checking. He went through our WhatsApp and he started on the search bar for WhatsApp. He started okay. typing dollars, um, clients, Pika, checkers and deck the dollar sign itself. Hmm. And I asked him why he was doing that and he just acted like, oh, I wasn't talking to him. Hmm. 
Then he went through my friend's phone and my friend has properties on his phone because mm. like he's a realtor, realtor like mm. he deals with properties and he has like different houses and transactions on his phone. I see. So after checking them here and I asked him, why would you at a young age be having such properties on your phone and why would you have such transactions on your phone? Mm. He trying to explain to the man who claimed to be a sales officer, mm. just went on deaf ears because he wasn't listening. Then he grabbed him by his shirt and told him to get down from the car and get into the bus behind us. Mm. And this bus had no plate number, no markings, nothing. Mm. So you can't exactly be sure this guy's actually SARS mm-hmm. or they're actually kidnappers. Mm. Then he checked my phone, then unluckily he found my PayPal, which is my online payment for my website. In case people want to order things on my website, mm-hmm. they can pay online. Mm-hmm. And he said, also, I'm doing his story. I'm a fraudster. I'm using my PayPal to scam people. I should tell him the truth or he's going to take me up. Then I asked him, you, you're actually looking at my PayPal. You're seeing the transaction of my brand, which is shirts people are ordering and the trousers they are ordering. So why are you trying to paint me as the bad guy? Mm. Then he said, okay, you get down and join him in the bus, which I refused. Like the video that was posted online was not even the start. Mm. That's actually the end part when they dragged me back into the car. Yeah. Oh, that was you they were dragging? Yeah, it was mm. when they were dragging back into if the car. If you're watching on, on Facebook right now, you're currently seeing that video um, where they're trying to uh, shove him into a blue Corolla. That was a Corolla, yes? yes? a black Corolla. Yeah, a, a, a black Corolla, yeah. Okay, so if, if you're watching on Facebook, you're, you're currently taking a look at that footage. I mean, imagine just being in a taxi and being stopped by a gunman and you know you're sleeping what happened when you woke up and saw the commotion <laughs> I, I was in utter shock um, I mean I was coming from a very busy day the previous day so mm. I was tired and um, we got to tell show which we, if I'm precise it was about our destination where mm. we were supposed to end the trip only for Tobi to wake me up and then tell me um, there are SARS guys outside. I didn't even understand. I just woke up and looked out the window of the, the vehicle. passenger side mm. where he was and mm. then saw that they had tapped. He had already went down his glass mm. and then they asked me, what's your name? I said, my name is Chidara. They said, what state are you from? I said, Anambra. Mm. And then before I could even ask any questions or anything, they just drew, they just forced their way into the car. From what I understand, the car doors on that side were already open. Mm. So they just came in and then instructed the driver to keep driving. Until, up until when they Adekunle bus stop at Jabba. Mm. That was where they told the driver to park. Mm. At the time, they were going through our phones. I tried explaining that I deal with properties. I'm a realtor. I get shortlets, different kind of apartments for mm. people. Mm-hmm. But he didn't exactly let me explain. And I did not. I've seen videos of how that well, they are dealings with people and then how that they beat people up. And so the minute he dragged my shirt, I'm like, don't worry. Since we're going to a police station, mm. I'll just comply. Mm. I opened the door myself and I walked to the bus mm. behind us, mm. which instructed. Were you afraid? I was afraid, yes. Hmm. But still, you opened the door and you walked to the bus. Yes, I was convinced at the time that regardless, I wasn't exactly protecting, um, processing as much thought at the time mm-hmm. of whether or not they could be real or fake. But like, what occurred to me at the time was the gun in front. Mm-hmm. There was a guy beside the driver holding a gun. And... For what I understand, a lot of times when people get shot, the most that happens is that they trend. Nothing really happens. Mm. So I didn't exactly want that to be my case. So I'd rather just comply than mm. I come up one day or come up in this news one time and then they shot me or whatnot. So I just walked into the car. Mm-hmm. When I was in the bus, while I was in the bus, they tried to force him into the bus mm. and then he refused and then we resorted to them beating him up. I tried to calm down mm-hmm. and intervene and be like, he's just scared. Mm-hmm. Just You guys should just be calm. I can talk to him myself to come inside the bus mm-hmm. and then sit down with me but like before I could get to I was at the bus door the entrance to the bus when I was held by my trouser and shoved back back inside the bus mm. and then I fell down and then and what I heard was a cock like the guy oh cocked the gun mm. and then said if you move again you'll, you'll die first so I was forced to sit down inside the inside the bus against my wheel mm. while I just watched them beat him up and then since they couldn't exactly drive him or force him into the bus they forced him back into the car at the time we had created scenes we were shouting the video you see online was towards the end we mm. had called, we had actually created as much scene as possible thinking people would come to oh, our gather. aid and gather and mm. then think okay just come and help us did out did they give you a reason for why they wanted you to enter the bus because they didn't it, give me as much reason as as would regard or what did they say what was the small thing they said for the most part he went through my phone and saw properties mm. he didn't let me explain 
anything. Yes. Just said. Uh, um, when you were fighting them, Toby, um, what were you thinking? I was thinking my life is on the line. It's either I fight them or these guys take me somewhere and kill me. Hmm. You, were you not worried that in the middle of fighting them, they could have killed you? I wasn't processing at that time. My man was just to get away from these guys. Hmm. Hmm. My God. Lagos, I want to hear your own SARS story. This story that you're hearing from Tobe and Chidera, does it sound familiar? Have you been through something similar? Have you ever been stopped by SARS? Were you harassed? Were you extorted? Um, why do you think they keep getting banned from the streets only to return? What do you think the permanent solution to this problem is? We're going to come back to Tobe and Chidera in a bit, but let me take two or three of your calls. 0700993. 993-993. If you're watching online, you can leave us your thoughts on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. You can also share your thoughts with me via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM and definitely share your thoughts um, on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Ola is in Lekki. Hello, Ola. Thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for sharing those stories. Um, I had a bad experience with them. Okay. Yeah. I'm in my early 40s and I consider myself um, a, at least that I would not be harassed in such a way. Mm. But I haven't during the, uh, the lockdown really. So I've never been harassed that way. I, I was visibly shaking. I was coming, f- I'm coming from work. It was, I'm in the banking industry. Yeah, so I was coming from work. Okay. Yeah, I was coming from work and I needed to talk to my colleague okay. who happens to be. So we, you know, we had some uh, special clearance that time that we are giving, and all the police officers knew. So once I show them, uh, I'll be able, I'll be uh, let off. Mm. So what happened at that day was I went to call my friend in one of the estates mm. around like here. Okay. So on my way back, I passed there, but on my way back, I saw some people standing on the road. I didn't, I couldn't process it. I saw a guy in Mufti. Um, he stopped me. I, my, the first thing was, I was like, who is this one standing on the road? And then, the next thing, I saw other cars in a, in a, on silver, on, on Senna, Toyota Senna, on March, no plate number, nothing. Then I saw these guys wearing a black uh, um, t-shirt and black trousers. Mm. Immediately I processed that these are South guys. These are the guys that they've been talking about. Mm. So the guy asked me, say, where I'm coming from? I said, I'm coming from work. He said, is that your work? I said, that's not my work, obviously. So by the moment my friend lives there, and I'm, and I'm here to drop my friend and uh, to be on my way. He said, uh, don't you know that the, uh, this is a lockdown sign? I said, okay, even if you are taking lockdown, lockdown, they are taking lockdown on the express. Don't leave this corner. He said, who am I to talk to you? So I noticed, I noticed his donation. I noticed that he's a Yoruba guy. I started talking to him in Yoruba. Okay. He do not care how I talk to him. I'm not And I told him in Yoruba, I said, oh, if not for this, your this thing. I'm not your mate. I'm one of them that said, okay, hey, hey, mind your tone, mind your tone. The next thing this guy said, let me have your phone. I said, you cannot have my phone. You, no matter what you do, you cannot have my phone. Mm-hmm. Let me have your wallet. One of them said, ah, are you, are you, you are dragging things. You know, you know, you are dragging things. So what I noticed was, the few people that were around, they started moving away. And I found myself in the middle or in the midst of these guys. And I was like, ah, what's going on here? Hmm. I will have talked myself out of this, but the more I tried, the more I get into it. And the next thing this guy went into my car was just throwing things around. I'm looking for something. Can't express something. He has something. He has something. I said, what are you looking for? What are you possibly looking for? Hmm. The other guy said, oh, wait, wait. You have something there. Oh, yeah. He opened my glove compartment, my hand dress, my boots, my bag, my everything. My papers were just throwing things around. And the other guy was saying, oh, yeah, you just have to let him. But I said, this is, this is, this is totally, uh, totally uncalled for. What are you looking for? What are you possibly looking for? You see my ID card? I want for a bank. <laughs> so I can imagine myself. I have all this guy. I have my bag. I have my national ID card. I have everything that you say, oh, okay, this guy had a, had a description. And I was basically harassed. I was, I was telling them, I said, okay, this is the estate that my friend stays. Let me go back and call this guy. Let me use my phone. The other guy you don't need. You don't need to call. You don't need to do this thing. And you know, they were talking like in a soft manner, but I could see the threat there. Do you understand? Hmm. Somebody tries to talk to you in a soft manner, but you will see that he's actually saying that, hey, oh boy, if it go beyond this, something else will happen. 
As old as you are, how much is happening to younger men, you know? Yes, how much will happen to a guy that does not have any form of identification or any community that can say, oh, this is my... I I, 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 I couldn't tell my wife. It took me two days to open up. Because I was was beaten like somebody beat me. I I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you that the the experience is is traumatizing. I'm like, something really needs to be done. These guys operate like normal business. What they did, the next thing they did, immediately I entered my car, I saw them, all of them, they entered their car and zoom off. No plate number, no inscription on the car, no name tag, nothing. Who do I report to? That's the way they Hola, thank you so much for calling to share your story with us. We'll take one more call and go back to Tony and Chinera. Hello, thanks for calling. Turn your radio off now. Hello? Sorry about that. If you can, call us back. Uh, we'll take one final call. Hello? Okay, that person's not there. So let's talk to Olua Femi. Olua Femi, hello. Thanks for calling us. Hello? Hello, Femi, hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing good. How about you? Very well. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I had experiences with them. The police officers in perspective now, on my way to Ado Kitsi. Like, we got to Ado, so they stopped the bus. So they asked me and some other guys to come down. Are you with me? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they asked me and some other guys to come down from the car we brought it down to, it's a public transport though. So we came down, okay, the tall guy, he asked for the phone of two guys next to me. They gave their phone to him. So he asked him, ah, okay, young man, give me your phone. I was like, ah, give me my phone, okay. I asked him, that, what do you want to see my phone for? He said he wants to check cybercrime. I was like, eh, cybercrime? You didn't even ask me to send you a movie or a song or something. Mm. You're asking me to check cybercrime. <laughs> he saw how... Yes, I was. I was like, I'm not going to give you my phone. Like, under the law, it's not mandated for me to give you my phone without a warrant. Hmm. Ah, this one, he said, Omar, I don't buy my case video. So <laughs> he called their boss. So their boss was in the light blue. I think he was the uh, guardian. So the guy came and the young man, what's your name? What do you do? I told him, I was like, eh, I have to give my phone to them. Like, they're taking for cybercrime. Like, I told him that, look, you're not mandated to ask for people's phone under the law. That what you're doing is total nonsense. We argued back and forth. I didn't give my phone to him. Or I had to call Yemi Fash. That was the guy you guys had um, a talk show with yesterday mm. on um, the station. Mm-hmm. So it was he that spoke to him. So he took my phone, speaking to Yemi Fash. He went straight down to the bush. He removed the phone from the speaker to have a conversation with him, telling him that I, I lied to him. I did this, I did that. Yemi Fash talked to him. So he later gave me my phone and he told me to go there. She should stop being rude. This one, I told him that, look, now what I'm doing here, I'm enforcing my fundamental human rights as a Nigerian. So I told the other guys in the car that next time, if you don't give their phone to them, I think those ones were escaped, but they didn't check my phone. The other one was like, I, I wasted that time that I should have given my phone to them. I told that, look, I'm doing this for you and other people who are not here because some other time they will have the infantry to stop other bosses. And three days later, I went back to Ado, I made the same thing. After our division, police headquarters, that DPO was there, he sat down there. Close to the um, the station, me and four, four other guys in the bus, they stopped us. We showed them madness that day. We saw all of them. They had to bring backup officers to come and disturb us. They are proving strong guys that we could not give our phone to them. That who are with this and that. We showed them shaky that day. Did they allow us to go? Maybe they were so, somehow civil to so allow us to go. But so today, I still have a phobia for police. I don't. There was a time I wanted to enter a taxi with them in Akure and I couldn't enter because I was scared of what the guy was going to do. But you just have to get them off the road because they carry out all sorts of insurance activities. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lua Femi, for calling. I appreciate it. Tobe, um, what was your driver doing throughout all of this? You know, you were getting beat up. You were being shoved into a bus, Chidera. What was the driver doing? Well, he was just observing. He didn't say a word. Even when they entered the car, when they dragged me out, when they put me back inside the car, when they were hitting me inside the car, he said nothing. We were just driving. So I don't know whether I was out of fear or 
he had something to do with it. I don't know. Hmm. Did they talk to him? The 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 uh, SARS operatives. Did they talk to the driver? Did they say anything to him? Did they? No. For the most part, when we were inside the car, no. But I can't say because there was a time when, like, there's a part in the story where they took me out of the car, mm. put me back inside the bus. Mm. And apparently, I had um, there was one police officer with him inside the car, and they mm. drove for a while. So I don't know what kind of discussion they had between themselves at that time because mm. I wasn't there. Mm. Before the show, I was on Twitter, and a lot of people who have had running with SARS while uh, in a hailed ride are saying that they think that drivers and SARS are in cahoots. Did, did you get that feeling with your own driver? Did, did you get the feeling that he was working with the operatives? Well, he raised a lot of red flags, especially after the whole incident happened. And when I tried calling him to get my stuff, and I found out that he had blocked my number, he wasn't responding to me. Up until like yesterday, when apparently he saw the tweet that had gone viral, and he called me mm. trying to settle things. And I'm like, why are you even calling me? What do you, what does settle things mean? I, 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 that's all I don't know. Then my, I was I was with my lawyer at the time. Okay. So my lawyer just spoke to him, and I didn't know how to end it from there. Okay. Okay. I see. Um, how did um, how did this all end? So the, the last that you've told us is that they shoved you into the bus, but took you back into the into the taxi. Into the boat. Into the boat ride. Okay. So. Um, um, did they eventually take both of you to the station? No. They drove us to some bridge. Wait, from that bridge, you can see this um, national, theater. national theater where I saw, uh, they parked. They parked by the side. I was in the boat ride where my friend was in the bus right in front of us. Mm. So they threatened me there and told me, okay, this this location where we are now, we're going to bring you down from this car and put you inside the bus. And if you try to scream for help or call out attention again or, or do the same thing, you just did back in your bar. Mm. We're going to shoot you here and throw your body down in that canal and dispose your phone. And no one's going to know you're even with us at all. Then my friend came up to me, like tried to calm me down, tried to plead with the SARS officers that were in the car with me. That's when they put the handcuffs on me and dragged me out of the car. They put handcuffs on you? Yeah and dragged me out of the car and into the bus where they later hang off my hand to the window so I wouldn't try to escape from the bus. Like the whole thing was just... And up to now, I still do not even know the crime that I committed. After even putting us in the bus, after putting me and my friend back into the bus, we drove to some, we drove to towards our papa, our papa's side. I remember that's where we were, yeah. where we was parked by some container. You know when you get into our papa, you know you're in our papa, where you sell containers and trucks. So we parked by some um, container where they told call. us to pay the boat guy. They instructed that we must pay the boat guy. And then he came over with his phone and then showed us the trip had ended at 2 7. And then they made us give him the money in cash. The spot in cash. They refused to let us transfer to him. Like, you know, when you order a ride and when he wants to end the ride, he's supposed to show you then slide it. He mm. just brought the phone and showed us, oh, this is your price. I like the the question the the question about this is if they insinuated that we were criminals or whatnot, they didn't interrogate the driver throughout the whole incident. They asked him nothing. They asked him nothing. Huh. Lagos, if you just joined the show, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Who can get SARS under control? I'm asking that question because over and over, when Nigerians get very frustrated and start shouting about SARS brutality, we have government officials joining the conversation. The Minister for Youth and Sports also joined the conversation this time around. Vice President is saying, oh, this is abysmal. Atiku Abubakar saying, this is terrible. Every Everybody's coming forward. This is terrible. This is so bad. Well, who can get SARS under control? Tobe and Chidera experienced a horrific thing at the hands of SARS operatives, and they're sharing their personal story with us here on Hard Facts. We'll talk to them some more after the break. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away. This is Hard Facts. Welcome back to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. It's 28 minutes past five, Lagos. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. I've got Tobe and Chidera in the studio with me. They experienced uh, a horrid, horrid thing at the hands of operatives of SARS, a special anti-robbery squad, on the 25th of September 2020. Tobe, how how have you been since that experience? Did, did, did it um, have a toll on your mental health or are you just good? 
actually dead. Like he had left a dent in me. I, now I just have like this PTSD when I see this mini boss and men inside the boss. I'm just like, oh, are these guys the ones again? I just like try to leave that environment because you know they carry. If you, you could be a legal worker or illegal, anybody they're going to carry you. So whenever I just, I just see them like this, I just have this fear in me that this kind of thing might happen again. So I just like leave that environment before mm. something else happens. Mm. Uh, Chidara, while Tobe was chained uh, to the window of the bus, what was happening with you? Well, for the most part, I was trying to calm him down and tell him, you know what, let's just calm down. At the time, I thought we were going to a police station. Mm. So while we were inside the bus, they didn't let us have our phones. So my my, I just figured when we get to a police station, for the most part, we'll be allowed to call somebody. Mm. And then most likely, everything will come to an end mm. until we kept driving further and further and further. At this time, we got to our papa where they instructed us to pay the boat driver. Mm. Yeah, so we paid him and then we kept going, going, going deep. Like, at this point, I couldn't exactly see any commuters again. Mm. Just trailers and containers. There weren't a lot. Like, if you're on a normal road or major road, mm. you'll find people passing mm-hmm. or... Um, majorly just Corollas normal Corollas mm-hmm. people just going somewhere mm-hmm. but we were just seeing just trailers and then I responded to Debbie and said I told him I said why not Papa right now okay. and then they just kept making threats about how they will make us suffer the guy in front who is their boss he was if you see, watch the video at the end he was wearing the very dark blue shirt with jeans I couldn't watch the video I, I, <laughs> it's very easy to traumatize me so I stayed away from oh. that video yeah oh. but um, if you're watching the, the, the live stream at the moment we're playing the video for you Nigeria Info 99.3 trigger warning uh, let me just say so if you're like me and you know you can't watch things that trigger you please don't watch it but if you can if you can stomach it uh, go ahead and watch Facebook Nigeria Info 99.3 9.3 uh, YouTube Nigeria Info FM so back to the boss you were telling me about Chidera yeah so like he was at the time when we got to the bridge he was making threats on our way to the bridge about how that he'll make us suffer he'll take us to the cell we won't see the light of day till Monday we, that day was a Friday mm. and then on like, Monday our, our, our faces and pictures names will come out on newspapers as fraudsters that he will make sure he paints our images black and whatnot. so like I just kept begging him like he, my friend didn't tell that need need all this torture you guys are going to give to him mm. he was just scared and acted out of um what you guys were up to do we see what you guys do online so mm. it's only natural to react to be afraid way. yes so he said hey you that is you that is inside the bus have we touched you i'm said your guy here just threatened to shoot me that's why i'm still sitting still you understand mm. so like i didn't exactly understand i just kept begging him and then we got to the bridge he said you have to come down and go and meet toby and bet calm him down so he can come into this bus mm. we don't want him in the boat ride wait so hold on so it became a convoy Yes, it became a convoy. So the boat ride was in front and the bus was behind? The bus was in front, the boat ride was behind. Was behind. Yes. Was somebody in the boat ride with Tobe? Yes, two, I shot three of them. Three one of in front, Tobe was sitting at the back in mm-hmm. the middle, mm-hmm. one at the side, one at his side, left and right. So there were three with him, Tobe in the middle at the back and then the driver. So let's not even begin to talk about social distancing and COVID-19. <laughs> That's a different conversation. They were even wearing face masks for the most part. Huh. And so they stopped uh, on the bridge and they told you to come out of the bus and go and beg your friend. Yes. Hmm. So I had to go there and beg him. At the time, when I got to the boat ride, Tobe himself had already started begging them because hmm. he already was afraid. For hmm. the fact that they could put him back inside the, um, the boat car. ride, hmm. we were already at their mercy, hmm. you understand? Hmm. So when he, when we, I got there with their boss, he took advantage of the situation knowing Tobi was now very afraid and started mm. making more threats. I had to kneel down, started begging him and then he told me to stand up. I was making a scene. Just talk to your friend to go inside the bus and I told Tobi, just calm down. Mm. Follow me. Let's go inside this bus. We're going to a police station last, last. So he came down and then he walked with me to the bus and then that was where they handcuffed him. Mm. Um, at any point, did they tell you their names, the names of the officers? They didn't say throughout. They didn't say their names. They didn't have yes. any ID. They didn't identify themselves yeah, by but name. If I'm going to give you a description i'll say they are from middle belt because they were either they were not speaking Igbo yoruba or hausa mm. they were speaking i go to school in uniben okay and also okay. like they were speaking around that region i see yeah. i see okay um did you eventually go to the station did you eventually get to the station no we did not so when we got to our papa we did after they instructed us to pay the boat guy mm. 
they kept taking us further and further and further until in I their was, bus. So yes, you paid the off bus. the bolt, the bolt left. Yes. You were now in their bus. Yes, hmm. me and Tobe. So hmm. we just kept going. And then the guy at the back who sat with us, because we were three at the back, hmm. me, Tobe, and the guy, hmm. one of them, mm-hmm. who was on Mufti too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said, he said, you know what? If you guys want to go scot free, just bring one million. And then I said, Yoga, I don't know, I don't know what you found this on my phone. Because on a norm, I lock my phone, I lock my apps. Because I don't want people with the pre, with the assumption, sorry, with the assumption that I have a lot of money from the transactions that I carry out on my phone. Mm. So him seeing that already would give him the the insinuation, impression that we have a lot of money. Mm. And then when he asked for money, I said we don't have that kind of money. Say what do you mean? You guys are big boys. You understand? And then I said. We Tobe kept asking him, even if I'm even going to pay you, what did I even do? You understand? So we kept making conversations around how that we could do this and pay that sum. Hmm. And then we kept, we kept negotiating or we kept telling him how that we didn't have that money until he brought it down to 500,000. Hmm. And then he said, oh, just take, let's just have me and we'll manage 500,000 if hmm. you guys can bring it. We'll manage? We'll manage it. So we kept telling him, we don't have this sum. You understand? Hmm. And then at this point, they had well, a guy in front who had already forced to, who was part of people who forced to be inside the car, hmm. kept making threats about how that hmm. if Tobe should open his mouth and talk again, that he's going to slap him. You understand? So Tobe was forced to keep quiet while I kept negotiating our release. Hmm. And then we negotiated, kept negotiating. We got to, then he reduced it to 400. And I said at this point, you know what? I don't even know where we are again. And at this time, we had driven for practically almost two hours. So it was certain that we were not going to any police station. These guys just wanted money. And I didn't want a situation where they drive us to an unknown place. Maybe we, they come out that we're missing, but these guys actually shot us and dumped our bodies somewhere mm-hmm. because Tobey gave me the information that they had threatened to throw him off the bridge. So, and then also adding that to the fact that I had, they had threatened to shoot me, and I just put one or two, yeah, yeah. I just put one or two together. I'm like, oh, well, let's just negotiate for our lives first. Mm. And then I, when the guy got to like 400K, I told him, sir, this is what it is. I have just 40,000 in my account and let me go. It's actually money for clients who have ordered clothes. Mm. Let me go and I'll give you this money. You understand? So he now said, ah, 40K. What am I going to use 40K to do? Excuse me? Then he said, he said, he now said, okay, you know what? 400,000 is the least we can take. And then I said, we still don't have that kind of money. That was when they now asked Tobe for his account balance. And then Tobe told them he had roughly close to 300,000 in his account, which was for business mm. and partly for his dad. Mm. So I kept negotiating and negotiating. And then he now asked me, oh, sorry. Again, I kept negotiating and he said for 400,000 was the last. And then he said, we'll have to call somebody to complete the sum of whatever we can round up at. He has just asked to take 400,000 from us. So he insisted on the 400,000. Yes, Even sir. though you said that what was left in your own account was 40,000. Yes. Hmm. So then when he kept saying it, and then I, I just shut up at the point where he said, we have to call somebody. Because then I know my first conversation with calling anybody won't be to give him money. Mm-hmm. I know myself. Mm-hmm. I'm with SARS. Mm. We're taking us somewhere we don't know. Mm. They'll have to speak with them, conversations mm. like that. But then keeping quiet for about like 30 minutes of them still driving, mm. conversations around giving us our phone to make any phone calls mm. in common. And mm-hmm. then he said, 250 is the last. Mm. If you can bring 250, I'll talk to my boss so we can manage it. I'm like, and I had to whisper to Tobe at the time. I'm like, guy, I know this money will be hard for you to come out, bring out. It's also hard for me. But like the most part is for us to walk out of your life. Don't even remember, don't even forget about your own. You understand? Once we get out of here, we can walk around it. We can raise the sum back. Mm. So, and I told Tobe, how much can you bring? I said, okay, 50. Plus mine now, which was 90. I told him, we can give you 90,000. You understand? Mm-hmm. Let's just walk out of here, please. So, he said 90 is too small. 250k last. He wasn't even paying us more attention again. Then we got to this place where the road was like really, 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 really bad. Mm. It looked like a trailer. There was a trailer coming and then it looked like the trailer was going to fall or mm. something. So, like, I didn't even know where we were at the time. Mm. So I just said, to be let's stop this thing up. Let's just make it a round figure for these guys. And the 100,000. And I said, and then I told him, he now said, um, 100,000, 100,000. You know what? I'll talk to my girl. Let's see if we can manage or walk around that. You understand? Hmm. And then we kept driving again. This was for like another 10 or 20 minutes. And I asked him, if you've agreed to take money from us, 
where are we still going to? Mm-hmm. You understand? And then he said, you know, this boy don't fuck up. We're going to police station. No more money again. After driving for a while again, he asked which one of you has an ATM card. And then I told him I have an ATM card. Toby said he wasn't with his own at the time. I think he didn't want to bring it out. Mm. You understand? So they forced him to make a transfer to me. And was, he wasn't going through. And I put on my hotspot for mm. him. He wasn't going through. Mm. And then Toby was forced to bring out his ATM card with the notion that I can't just give them just 40000 since they had already refused. Some way, somehow, he had to mm. bring out his ATM card. Mm. Were you beating up for that? You know, because they, they yes. caught you in a lie. So they beat you for hiding the ATM card to begin with. Yes. They beat you? Because I refused to bring out my ATM card for them. Hmm. So, and, okay. You want to say something? On these guys, they, also, they actually claim to be from SFU Division, Ekoi. And that's the station they actually claim to be taking us to. But we never got there. We just drove around in circles till they took money from us. Hmm. Hmm. So, so we got to there's a part where I know very well it was around mile 2 so we got to mile 2 and I told Toby guy we're in mile 2 now and then we drove towards Sele Express just after the flyover bridge they stopped the bus the guy who was negotiating with me or for us or with us came down with the guy in front which is their boss and then they had a conversation behind the boss of which I understand he was trying to convince his boss to take the money that we had to offer and then he got back into the bus and then we drove towards Yano Solo and there was a union bank there just before they stopped just before the union bank and then told me to take out the ATM card and my own and come down and withdraw the money and I was escorted by, by another one of office them. yes one of them in Mufti but then when we came down, he, the boss in front noticed that um, there's a lot of crowd there, people trying to withdraw money and stuff. So mm. he told us to go back inside. And then they started heading towards Oshodi. At this time, I figured I could help them out and make this thing easier because they didn't exactly know their way around. They didn't know where the closest bank was. So I told them, they were driving towards Oshodi, and I told them, you know, there's no bank on this route. Just go into Mushin, climb the flyover bridge down to... SOS. You were telling your kidnapper how to help. How to help, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like I told them, going to... I mean, it's not funny, but <laughs> you have to laugh. Yeah. So I had to tell them to go. They didn't, they even, they didn't even listen to me. They didn't pay me any attention. Hmm. One of them was even like, who asked you? Hmm. And then I said, okay, no, well, maybe they go. And then they kept driving towards Oshodi and then they were forced to turn back knowing that, or finding out that almost like there's no bank on this side. Hmm. So... On us on turning back, I want to believe there was a POS machine inside that car. Because turning back, the guy, the boss kept kept saying, ah, why are we wasting all this time? POS machine no day inside this bus. Ne? All of them were like, they were just like, um, maybe go ATM, maybe go ATM. Maybe go or we go try Paga. So I don't know why they refused to bring it out or use it. But then we now entered inside the machine cross the flyover bridge down to where you have that SOS orphanage home mm. and then on coming down they cited the Paga place and I, they, they said okay let's use this one and then they forced me they blocked the road actually and forced me to come down mm. held Toby back inside the bus mm. I walked to the Paga place with the same guy who, was, who had escorted me to the this thing before and then when I sat down at the place because I already told them that we wanted to get to 100,000 and mm. they said one guy said okay he's coming he wanted to see how that he could rally up or get more funds mm. to add up what they had, which was short of hundred thousand. Mm. And then while I sat down at their stall, I saw Zenith Bank facing me. And what occurred to me was, if we go to the bank, if I can convince them to go to the bank, mm. bank just maybe the CCTV in the bank would picture them. Mm. Should in case we build up a case. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, I. I told the officer that if we try to withdraw this money, these guys will collect service charge of maybe roughly around two or three thousand mm-hmm. so your money will be short because you're taking all the money inside my account it's better we go to atm and withdraw this thing mm-hmm. you understand there's mm-hmm. no if you take forty thousand is what's left in my own mm-hmm. if you collect the money inside my account service charge will not be there your 40k will reduce because you will settle this girl that is here you mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. Let me, let's go to the bank and the guy said no don't worry maybe see maybe see now my officer i go follow and talk understand thankfully for me when the guy who had gone to see how that he could get money came i said woman we don't have up to hundred thousand i said you see maybe go atm go withdraw this thing you understand then he escorted me to the atm unknown to me another person was even still coming one of them had come down mm. from the bus mm. and then i went towards the bank he was dumb enough to get very close to the bank but i didn't exactly make um all 
couldn't exactly sight where the cameras, the cameras were, were fixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I know he got close enough to mm-hmm. the bank. Mm-hmm. And then I withdrew the money. And then I came out and I told them that this is the money. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the boss. They pushed me inside, collected the money from me and asked me if it was complete. I said, yes, it's complete. And then they came down from there, did a U-turn and then dropped us very close to now that office. Hmm. Okay. All right then. Um. Hmm. Lagos, you follow me to hear this story, Abby. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. WhatsApp is oh eight oh nine five nine seven five eight oh five. We've got Facebook Nigeria Info ninety nine point three. Let's hear your thoughts. Uh, on WhatsApp, we've got uh, this person who says the masses should organise themselves on under an aegis like Serap and resist these vagabonds called SARS. Alfred from Ikorodu says, please let's have the video that you are currently streaming. Well, go to the live stream and watch it. Uh, good evening, Sandra. My name is Kelechi. I am fully convinced that the bolt driver is their informant. Based on what I heard this evening from the victims and the mode of their driver throughout the whole thing, I am convinced the driver is working with them. It's a pity. Toby is in Ikorodu. Toby, thank you for calling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Turn your radio off. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. Yes. Um, good evening. Go ahead. My name is Tommy Korodu. Mm. Okay, I'm actually a boat driver. Okay. Okay, and um, I've been listening to the whole uh, story and all that, and now it happens. So sad, um, it happens that way. But I can tell you for fact, boat drivers had nothing to do with them. In fact, I hate them so much. There are so many times that they stop. They've stopped me several times with my passengers. In fact, there was even a small boy that was just coming from hospital. They harassed this guy. They started from even 1.5. And the sad thing is, they were carry. They, they were around um, a papa. And when this guy make a call, they said they are together. There is nothing you can use to trace them. There is no way. There is nothing. In fact, there are sometimes that even when they stop me, they will said, "Okay, I should end my trip." I should end my trip, collect the money, and let these people go. And let, and me, I should be going that. I should go and be doing my own work and leave them. They will just search. They will even search the car. They will search my car. Search everywhere. Search the boot. Open the seat and everything. And maybe they are hiding something. Now they. It's not like we. Uh, I. I just wanted to say that one. Boat drivers had nothing to do with them. In fact, we don't even like them. I hate them. If there is anything we can do about them stopping, if what they are actually saying is real. In fact, even as I yesterday, yesterday they used me at um, around this Apapa area. Mm. They used me to stop a particular car at the back, a Lexus Jeep at the back of me. They, they asked me to stop. Now they now went to arrest the other person. Now the person that was standing in front of my car was wearing a jacket, but was wearing a trouser, a last man trouser. Last man, the stars are there. They were just together, but the jacket was wearing like all this, um, like um, this bike, um, power bike jacket, but the last man um, uh, trouser. Now, they went into the, the, the car and the, the, the guy refused. So he didn't want to open the car and all that. So the policeman that was not standing me because I was looking at the mirror, looking at the back, what was happening? Because I was asking him, why are you stopping me? Do you want to check my paper? Let me bring my paper out. Do you want to check anything? They just said, no, that is the person at the back. It was when they now cocked the gun, when they cocked the gun that the guy had to now start, I step outside. I said, they would just kill this, this guy. They didn't ask the guy anything. And this that, that last man guy that was wearing last man trouser entered the Jeep and he was the one that drives. I don't know. They, they, there is something they do. They are just using it to make... They are making serious money. Toby, thank you for calling me. Toby, um, Bolt put out a statement. And in the statement uh, they put out, uh, they seemed to be implying that SARS found incriminating stuff on your phone. Have you seen that statement? I saw it yesterday, actually. What do you think of that statement? Honestly, I, I, I don't know. Because I guess they are stooping so low to like lay false accusations on me just because they have seen the viral tweets after they have refused to respond to my text several mm. times. Mm. I mean, like this goes deeper than what it actually is because 
They said they spoke to the driver and I'm wondering who they actually spoke to because I haven't even addressed this part I'm about to say now. Hmm. Because they're actually two drivers. The person on the app was Adelike. Mm-hmm. Why the person that actually picked us up was Tunde Tayo. I actually got to know about this because on the day, I didn't exactly see his face because mm. he had the face mask on. Mm. But watching the videos that I saw online and, mm. and I looked at the guy's pictures on the, oh, app, ah. on the receipt. Mm. And this is a different person entirely. Mm. So like, who have they been talking to? Because the Tunde Tires guy is not, the Tunde Tire is one that has the number on the app. Mm-hmm. But the picture and the name belongs to some other guy named Adeleke. Mm. So I'm like, who is giving these statements? They said, you said both guys, because even in their statement, the first part they said, Unidentified SARS officers. So, and there's a third um, paragraph. Then I said, identified SARS officers. So, how did they exactly identify them? They are claiming that the SARS officers, the supposed SARS officers, showed IDs. Mm. And I'm like, I'm, I was actually with you in the car. So, when did they show IDs? I asked them several times, and he was there with me. So, when did they show IDs? When did they show their names? So, if they actually showed him an ID, mm. where exactly are they from? Why didn't they state that out in their statement? Mm. Or not written there? So, I. I Honestly, I, I think this this is this is deeper than it is. And Bose is there. I think Bose is just trying to do damage control right now. That's why they put out that statement because mm. none of that is true. What's next for both of you? Well, right now we're just trying to make back the money that was taken taken from us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have our lives now, so try and make the money back. Mm-hmm. We rally around to get money to make the clothes that were ordered People for. People were paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, Tobi and Chidara, thank you for talking to me on Hard Facts. I appreciate it. And uh, I, I'm terribly sorry that you experienced what you did. Thank you. Um, being a young man in Nigeria is not a crime. And um, what you experienced is not something that you should experience. Do you have hope that um, uh, SARS will be taking off the streets considering that the president uh, and the IG have waded into the situation? Tobi? I mean, this is not the first time they're taking them out. I mean, the guys, when they say SARS, SARS is like a unit, but I'm talking like the bad eggs are the ones wearing the uniform. So if they should take these guys off, these guys will like turn to daylight robbers. I mean, and SARS officers really have like connects with police people who are their friends. So I'm, I won't be surprised if we can actually get guns from them to carry out their, their activities. So like, I don't know, I think we just need to reform the whole police. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I think too. Mm. If you just say end SARS, it doesn't stop the fact that the police force has bad eggs which which cuts across just SARS mm. you understand mm. we see on a daily basis where the police force or persons in the police force and indulging extortion mm. you understand mm. it might not just be young men we mm-hmm. see it with buses we see it with kekemaras mm-hmm. we see it with bike people mm-hmm. so it cuts across the whole and entire police force so if there's, if there's going to be a reform it doesn't just have to do with SARS it mm. has to do with the entire, the entire force. police force yeah. gentlemen thank you so much for your time Lagos I'll take one more call and then I'll give you a chance to win 10,000 naira on the show 99.3 hello Sorry about that. If you can, please call us back. 99.3. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good evening, Sandra. Good evening, sir. What's your name? My name is Opeyemi. Opeyemi, you've got one minute. Okay. Hmm. Uh, apparently, I've heard all everyone have been saying, but I think um, there are a lot of things that we could have done to avert so many things. Mm-hmm. I have never been in such a terrible situation, but the situation I had been... I guess my posture had built me out in most instances. One thing, because I had a, a military background, there are certain things that uh, military will rub off on you in terms of your, your style of airport and the way you dress. Now, if you see me, most people around, if you see me, even if I'm standing, my posture alone is to, to, to tell you that I am not the type of person you can mess up with. Mm-hmm. So we need to go about reorient ourselves. Perhaps, perhaps because we did not undergo compulsory military training, that's why so, much, so many of us are falling victim of all of these things. Make friends. The enemy of SARS and police, they said the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm. For everyone who is listening, make friends with the guys in the military, especially make friends with the guy in the DSS. The guys in the DSS are the antidote to whatever nefarious activities the police are doing in Nigeria. And those are my own friends. So any day at any time, they are my beacon. I can call them anytime because I don't have any skeleton in my cupboard. Those who are avoiding police, I mean, avoiding DSS and Army, Navy and Air Force is because they are guilty of the offense. So if you are not guilty, 
approach other sisters and organizations, make friends with people in such organization, so that anytime you are in such a, a situation, you can call them to come and rescue you out of such situation. And that would be my own suggestion. Okwemi, thank you so much for calling us. Okwemi, though, is suggesting uh, a solution that isn't tenable short-term, not to talk about even long-term. Do you know how many Nigerians there are? Do you know how many young Nigerians there are? How many of these young Nigerians have access to people in other security agencies? No. What we want is a situation where I don't need to know anybody in any other agency and I will be safe. I will interact with police and not be afraid that I die and they'll throw my body over the bridge and nobody will know they'll just think I'm missing come on man ha all right let me give you a chance to win 10,000 naira shall we this is just a minute just a minute on 99.3 Nigeria Impact. 0700-993-993-993 hello hello yeah, hello. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Are, you, are you here to play just a minute? Oh, actually, I was trying to comment on the program of Justin, but it's okay. Oh. I would let you play just a minute. My oh. name is Ade. Ade. So you're like you're going to play just a minute then, huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm actually an Uber driver, and I wanted to talk concerning what that other Uber driver was saying. Uh, no, let's gone. just play it's just fine. a minute. It's past, yes. All right. Okay. All right, All right. so All your right. time has started. This is just a okay. minute. Today is World What Day? World Teachers Day. That's correct. This week in is World What Week? Oh, excuse me. Nigerians are trending a hashtag to end what police squad? And I am Hashtag Which government official ordered SAS patrols and checkpoints off the street yesterday? Um, the IGP. Which elected official said police brutality is caused by a few bad eggs? Ah, she's a, a female, and um, I think if I'm right, a, a, a female, and I think is a special stance of the president. Which that. elected official? That 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 answer is not correct. Which opposition? Elected. Yes, elected. The vice president. That's the correct. President. That's correct. Which opposition politician called SARS a tool of oppression? Oh, All right, your time is up. Congratulations. You have answered okay. four questions correctly. Stay on the line so that we can get your details. Don't hang up. Stay on the line right. so that we can collect right. your details. All right, Lagos, uh, thank you so much for being a part of Hard Facts today. Hard Facts returns tomorrow. Between five and six, we're going to talk about the PNID case. We're going to talk about all the facts uh, that you need to learn about the PNID case. Uh, we have uh, conversations with Rufai coming up at at the uh, at six fifteen after the news uh, at six, the news comes your way uh, from Wemimo Adoni. When she's done, she'll hand you over to Rufai for conversations. If you want to talk to me online, I am Sandra Ezekwesili on all social media platforms. You'll find that I'm actually currently trending on Twitter for something I said, <laughs> but you can go check it out for yourself. S Ezekwesili on Twitter, Instagram S Ezekwesili, Facebook Sandra Ezekwesili. Until tomorrow, those are your hard facts. Lagos, good night.